are nine different types of stocks that whether you're an investing beginner or an expert, you need to keep in mind so that you can create investment strategies that are unique to your risk tolerance and your financial goals. Some of these types of stocks actually fall into a larger category, but I think it's important that you know all of the different types of stocks so that you can get into your investments with the right expectations for your financial goals. Keep in mind that in this video, I'm talking about different types of common stocks and not unlisted or preferred stocks. There are different. Common stocks are the ones that are the most appealing to investors and you've probably heard of the most because they offer the widest range of opportunity from capital gains to growth to income. So the funny thing is when I first got started, investing I thought investing in stocks basically means just to buy a stock pick it pick a random stock and wait on it for 20 years so that you can take profit and as it turns out and as you might guess there are so many other better opportunities to maximize your profits in the medium to long term time frame. Now on the flip side, there are some investors who get into stocks in a day trading manner that they want to get in and out of the stocks for a minimal amount of profits every day. If you've known me in the past, you probably know that I'm completely against day trading unless you're professional job title as a professional trader. If you're just investing on the side to make your money grow and to take control of your financial future, then day trading is probably not going to be the right thing for you because it takes a lot of time and the risk is incredibly high. So if you're looking to become a professional day trader or a scalper, you're not in the right place. But if you're looking to make your money grow and create passive income and generational wealth, then you are in the right place. And today I'm going to talk about the nine different types of stocks, their advantages and their disadvantages, and what type of investor should invest in each category. My name is Kiana Danielle. I'm the founder of the Investiva movement and a three-time author. If you like to get my updates, you know what to do, subscribe to our channel. I would also totally appreciate it if you could like this video, comment, and share it with your friends so that you can support our mission, which is to help and empower women to take control of their financial future and make their money grow. If you're a dude, you're welcome to as long as you support our mission. I did the research for this video based on this book, Investing Fundamentals of Investing, which is actually the book that I taught at Brooke College when I was hired as an adjunct professor. But some of the examples in the book are, are already outdated and are not the types of investment that I'm currently sharing with our premium investing group members or the PIG members. If you'd like to know how you can join Investiva's premium investing group or the PIG and to learn my investment methods, Make sure that you open up a new browser and go to learn.investiva.com forward slash yes. Secure your spot for my next upcoming masterclass. Join me after this video is over. Now let's get to the nine different types of stocks and which ones you should be focusing on for your investment portfolio. let's dig into the different types of stocks. Generally, the different types of stocks are divided to blue chip stocks, income stocks, growth, tech, speculative, cyclical, defensive, small cap, and medium cap stocks. Let's start with blue chip stocks. These are the ones that have the most predictable earnings and dividend payments. They have steady growth, they're high quality stocks, and normally they're actually very expensive to buy. So if you don't have a large initial investment, 
it might not be the right choice for you. Although in some brokers now you can purchase fractions of stocks, which comes handy when you are interested in blue chip stocks. Some examples of them in 2020, we have Abvi. Older examples are Nike, Procter & Gamble, Home Depot, IBM, McDonald's, Boeing, and Intel. So let's take a look, for example, at, at McDonald's. McDonald's has a market cap of $134 billion, and it pays a dividend and yield of 2.76%, which is considered pretty high. And it is a type of stock that can even weather through market downturns and recessions because people need to eat and McDonald's offers a very low cost service. So investors who want to earn higher returns than bonds, for example, without taking too much risk, they can get into blue chip stocks. I might ask, okay, who doesn't want blue chip stocks? Well, Let's talk about income stocks and then growth stocks because these are completely different. So for example, if your risk tolerance is anywhere between medium to low and you don't really care about growth and you really only care about dividend payments because you're looking for income, then you might want to look into stocks that don't generally grow as much, but they have been known for paying higher than average dividend payments, and they're unlikely to cut their dividends. Now, keep in mind that some of these income stocks in the past have cut their dividend payments because they went under, but in general, they're considered lower risk. Some of the examples are American Electric Power, Duke Energy, and Altria Group. Now, again, you might be asking, who wouldn't want fixed income? Who, would, who wouldn't want high dividend payments? Well, the problem with that, with these kind of stocks is that probably the reason why they're paying such high dividends is because they want investors to invest in them and to hold their shares because they want to remain attractive to counter their lack of growth, right? But sometimes some of these companies actually turn out to be profitable as well. So investors can enjoy both growth and high dividend income. The next type of stock is growth stocks. So these ones experience higher than average earnings and sales, and they pay a little too no dividend at all because the people who invest in such stocks, they're investing in them because of the potential of growth. Think Amazon, Apple, Google, Nvidia, Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin actually, they do pay a very high dividend. So let's talk about Apple and Amazon. Apple is now paying a dividend of 1.06%, which is not that bad, but it's not too high. However, Google, one of the most profitable companies and most valuable companies in the world with 956 billion market cap does not pay any dividend at all because they know everybody wants a piece of them. So growth stocks is suitable for investors who are generally younger, they can wait out the growth and they have higher capital so that they can invest in such high value companies. Again, if you're investing fractionally, then you don't even care about the dividends anyway, right? Growth stocks actually make a lot of sense for my portfolio at the moment. And the next type of stock that I am a super fan of are the tech stocks. These are some of the hottest stocks since 2018, and they represent the technology industry because technology is the future. Artificial intelligence is the future. And if you want to get into big data, into semiconductors, in all the things that are probably going to completely change our culture and how we operate and our workforce then you want to be in the tech stocks some of the examples and they actually overlap with the growth stocks as well include Microsoft Google Nvidia Carrera AMD uh, Intel and you Facebook LinkedIn CRM there are so many different tech stocks that actually I add the premium investing group 
um, cover on a weekly basis. And we have taken a lot of profit out of each of them in the past few years. Some of these tech stocks have now started to pay high dividend as well, which is the cherry on top. But then again, these stocks may need you to wait a little bit longer until you can take full profit. So it may not be suitable for those investors who are older. The next type of stock are the stocks that I'm not a very big fan of. And those are the speculative stocks that are higher risk, but offer the potential for substantial price appreciation. So when you're looking for speculative stocks you're basically looking at their management team looking if they have a competitive advantage or they have a promising new product unless i really know the management team and i really 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 believe in the product so for example for me bitcoin was one of them for the longest time and that is not a stock i know but it kind of is comparable to bitcoin in 2011 i heard about bitcoin and i was like oh no thank you this is not for me it wasn't until 2017 that i actually jumped into it and i learned about it and i started investing in it after after the market crash so that was very speculative for me and I waited it waited it out so if you're getting into speculative stocks I would highly recommend that you at least know enough about the company itself and you believe in the product and their services so that if they do go under at least you can say hey I supported a cause because by investing in any type of stock you are supporting that company so remember that and one thing that I actually do want to add here is that investing can sometimes even be political because if you are in a far right or on the far left, you probably want to know that these companies, each of them, they are supporting a political party and they even contribute to their campaigns. So if you're very, very, very heavily into politics, you might want to check that out too. The next type of stocks is cyclical stocks. So this one, it's very interesting. I have marked them medium to high risk for our premium investing group members. And personally, I have been investing in some of them, especially if I believe in their products. Tesla is one of my most famous investments that I have been getting in and out for the past four years, making a ton of profit because it is cyclical. And cyclical stocks are obviously suitable for people and investors who can get in and out of stocks a little bit more often. And keep in mind that holding a stock for less than a year is going to put you in a higher tax bracket if you are in the US. So that is also something that you want to keep in mind because if you're getting in and out of that stock and even if you're making profit, then you might have to pay higher taxes on those profits. Other examples include Caterpillar, and Leonard and Timken that I'm actually not investing in those. The next type of stock is defensive. And these ones are the ones that kind of hold their own and sometimes even do well when the economy starts to fall and the business cycle starts to alter. So uh, these are kind of counter the cyclical stocks and it includes categories such as public utilities, industrial, consumer goods companies, producing beverages, foods, drugs at a lower price. For example, Walmart is one of them. And this is for people who are investors who are aggressive and tend to just park their funds temporarily in a defensive stock while the economy remains soft and until the investment atmosphere changes and becomes more desirable. You can consider defensive stocks as a hedge. Some people hedge with commodities, some people hedge with cryptocurrency, some people hedge with defensive stocks. The next type is small cap stocks. And these ones are stocks with market value of less than $1 billion. And 
may offer above average returns. And a very good example of those are IPOs. Now, again, I'm personally not a huge fan of investing in IPOs. I normally wait for the IPO period to end because normally what happens with IPOs is that we see a massive, huge surge because they've done a ton of marketing. And that is when Wall Street corporations get into it and then they dump it. And I start getting into such companies after the first initial IPO phase is over once the stock price has already dropped. And then I get into it. An example of that was Beyond Meat, was Cloudera, and even Facebook. So the problem with small cap stocks is that some of them are so small that they don't have a lot of stock outstanding. And some of them might actually go under before you can take profit. So you have to do your homework before getting to small cap stocks. So I normally mark them higher risk for our premium investing group members. And last but not least are the mid cap stocks. Medium-sized stocks generally have a market cap of $1 billion to $4 or $5 billion. Some of the examples in 2020 include, I actually don't know how to pronounce this, Chimet and Alicus. I'm not invested in either. Uh, some of the older examples are Dick's Sporting Goods, William Sonoma. And an interesting example uh, in 2018 was Hasbro, which is no longer a medium cap. It has surpassed $9 billion in market cap. So the advantage of medium cap stock is that they offer a nice alternative to large cap stocks without the uncertainties of the small cap stocks. So they're somewhere in between and they're probably suitable for investors with medium risk tolerance. But the disadvantage could be that they may be more volatile than larger cap stocks. The majority of the stocks are obviously American, but what if you're not based in the US? There are foreign equity markets available and might make sense for you if you are not based in the US. And some of them even outperform the US markets. And you would have to pay less commission fees to invest in them to your brokerage because they are home based to your country. Foreign stocks can also be considered as a hedge, especially if only the U.S. is going through some economical condition. But obviously, normally when the U.S. goes under, so does the rest of the world. Now, China and the U.S. are kind of competing with each other. And there's a very good chance that China is going to surpass the U.S. And that's the reason why I'm actually personally investing in some Chinese stocks as well. And now I'd like to hear from you. Which type of stocks are you the biggest fan of and you're currently investing in? Were you picking? stocks based on their categories before or just based on what you are hearing in the media head over to the comment section and let me know and of course if you'd like to learn about my methods open a new browser and go to learn.investiva.com forward slash yes and attend my masterclass I can't wait to see you in the chat box I hope you enjoyed this video if you liked it please like it and share it with your friends and remember the only road to true wealth is by making your money work for you I'll see you in the next video